0: Yeah, I had to have somebody rub my nose in it too, because I was too blind to see it for myself. I am the New York Times best-selling, award-winning author of the kick-ass <laughs> Vanessa Michael Thank Monroe you. series. Yes, I got it in there this time. And this is The Taylor Stevens Show with Steve Campbell. And today, I think, if I'm not mistaken, we are going to be talking about writing in more than one genre. Did I get or, that right?
1: You did. And uh, for those for those people listening who are members of the Cool Kids who are on the email list, you've seen this and you've heard discussion uh, discussion's been going on for quite some time on the on the list about a uh, a young adult novel, and you actually mentioned it briefly last week in the podcast as a way, really, I think, of trying to impress your kids. No, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. But you're you're writing a different kind of novel. Or you have written a different kind of novel. It's in a different genre, and I'm really curious about what's. What's different? What's the same, and what's different from writing a uh, character-driven thriller novel to writing something that is for a different audience and has characters that are pretty young? So let's talk about that today. Okay. What's um, the title of this book, by the way?
0: I can't say. Oh no! Until until it's finally until I finally know what's happening with it, because and this is a fun one, I guess, for all the a little side daisy-picking trail here for all the writers and, um, and aspiring authors out there and even people who want to understand more about the publishing industry. Now, I'm, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I have I've already written five and a half books, and you know, I guess you could call it six and a half if you count all the half-written books that I've got going. Mm-hmm. And um, and this, this young adult novel is the first one that I did that branched out. But I did it on the side. I didn't have a contract for it. I did it because it was just a story that, that needed to be told. And, you know, even me being in the position that I'm in, I still have trouble finding publisher for something that's not... The same as what I've already done. So I guess I just say that as an encouragement to to anyone who's um, tried to sell a book and hadn't been able to sell it or um, has gotten rejection is that it happens at every level. And one of the problems that you run into sometimes in publishing is you can have a really, really awesome book, but publishing is so narrow sometimes in the list. Like every, every Um, editor is going to have a specific thing that they're looking to publish. So they might think that your book is great, but it's not for them. And so, and it's the same thing with agents. They might think that your book is great, but it's not one that they feel they can sell because they're not hooked up with editors who are looking for that particular type of thing. So rejection is just part of what goes on in this industry. And it's not personal. This is a business. And just because you can't get published doesn't mean it's not good. It just means that it's not hitting the desks of people who find a way to fit it into what they're looking to publish. So that's a little side note on the whole issue of this this book because it's it's been on quite a little journey. We've we've known about it for a long time and and it still hasn't found its home yet. So back to you, Steve.
1: Well, and you actually went through a process of rewriting it not that long ago because uh, through a process of self-examination you realized that you didn't really give it your best effort. So you went back and gave it the full Taylor Stevens treatment. Yeah. And,
0: and I had to have somebody rub my nose in it, too, because I was too blind to see it for myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's another that's another little <laughs> daisy picking lesson here that uh, even New York Times best-selling authors sometimes need to have their nose rubbed in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I can say for, for whatever reasons it was what it was, but you know, the ultimate end of the story is that I needed to have my nose rubbed in it. Somebody had to point it out to me and it's embarrassing because I, I know better. I can see it in other people. Why couldn't I see it in myself? All
1: right. Now I've read five and a half Vanessa Michael Monroe novels, and I know what they are. They're character driven thrillers. They're not super fast paced, but but they're character studies, essentially. and High-octane, high-octane character studies. Thank you. And kick-ass, too. Did, yes. I, did I mention kick-ass? I... Uh, so I, I know what to expect as a Taylor Stevens reader. If I see a Taylor Stevens book, I know exactly what I'm going to get. And as a writer, as you're writing these, you know what we all expect. Uh, it's a completely different scenario when you're writing a YA novel because there'll probably be some carryover of your of your fans who are going to want to read this book, but I suspect the majority of the audience will be people that don't have a clue who you are, and yeah. so you're writing a different style of book for different audience. So yeah, what's what's the thought process when you start writing? Uh, You know, it's so different. What's what do you do that's different, and what do you do that's the
0: same? Well, you know, it's it's hard to say because in this one, you know, I did a lot of stuff that was wrong before I finally got it. (laughs) What I hope was right. Um, One one caveat 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 is that um, you know, there's a lot of talk about YA novels, like it's its own genre. But there are so many different types of books in that genre, from dystopian to, I mean, just they're all over the map. It's like saying fiction, right? It's just young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. And, um, and right now, YA is supposedly really hot. So I think there are a number of authors who are like, oh, I'm going to go write a YA novel because that's what's hot right now. And so I've always cringed in writing in calling this a YA novel because I didn't write it. Thinking I was writing to young adults, I just had this story that I thought was fantastic, and had never—I don't think it's ever been done before. And it's really hard to find something even halfway original because everything's been done before. And um, and it, it happened to have younger protagonists in it, and that automatically qualifies it as a YA novel. And with younger protagonists, I had to um, had to see the world from a different perspective than an adult would see the world. And for that, my kids did come in handy. I could go and ask them, hey, what would happen in this situation? You know, blah, blah, blah. What's the right way to describe this? Um, Especially seeing as I have never been to high school.
1: So um, (laughs) you are at a bit of a disadvantage there.
0: Yeah. But um, so I think part of the reason why I got it so wrong to begin with is because the the most of the books that I write are very dark; they're very introspective, and they are violent and it's not like that writing this type of book. it doesn't have that same pathos to it and so my mistake was originally I think that because it didn't have that pathos, I was too emotion- it was too emotionless it was missing that layer of you know, what it's going to cost somebody and um, really crawling and, you know, understanding what the characters wanted and why they wanted it. So it originally was more of a story of something happening to the characters instead of the characters happening to the story, I feel. And, and so, because, and I think part of the reason why that happened is because it was so different from what I normally write. So I had to sort of learn how to write all over again to bring that same, or at least a level of emotional depth to a story, without all of the trauma that c- comes with a, a typical Monroe thriller.
1: What do you mean? Something happening to the characters, as, as opposed to the, whatever it was you said. I, I can't get the quote exactly right. What do you mean? specific? Of
0: the cap- instead of the ca- characters happening to the story, yes, it's yes. really hard to be specific in only the amount of time that we have for a podcast, but it has to do with a, a technique that took me a long time to figure out the words for it of where you are either watching something happen to the character versus watching the story through the character's eyes. And I'm not talking about, about point of view. It's, it's, it's kind of a complex um, concept that's really easy once you get it, but hard to explain it, it, it has to deal with the, the layers of emotion where uh, when things are just happening, it's like then this happened and then this happened and that happened. And of course, it's not written like that, but that's really what it amounts to without it being then he did this uh, because of and he felt and you're not using those words when you're writing, but it's what it amounts to in that you really understand what the character is thinking and why he's doing stuff. And it's very subtle Sometimes the only way to see it is seeing a before and after of the same page of when it's been fixed and rewritten.
1: And you say it's easy once you get it. I'm going to disagree with you there because you've explained this to me before and I've studied some of what you've done and I've tried to translate just bits of that into things that I'm writing and it's really hard. And I'll get it for two paragraphs and then a scene later. Uh, I'll try and do it again, and my brain just shorts out, and uh, it's, it's exactly what you said. It, it's what most writers do is he heard this, and then he heard that, and then he felt this, and what you're talking about is none of that. It's all happening, and we feel it happening through the character. We see it and feel it and sense it happening through the character, but you don't use any of those words.
0: Yeah. So it's It's not that easy. (laughs) Well, it's a, what the concept is easy to understand. Once you get it, it's doing it, that it requires a lot of practice. And and then once, but once you get it, when you start having story problems and you can't figure out what's not working, as soon as you go back to that concept, you're like, all right. And then you just got to figure out how to make it work on the concept. Um if I ever get that hack the craft <laughs> hack the craft <laughs> program up and running that's going to be a big huge part of what I'm trying to teach.
1: If if people have read your books they would understand it but it, just as a as a quick way of of refreshing it just go back to the I think it's the opening scene of The Mask right where there's she's about to be attacked and time is really slow and all these things are happening and we are so deep inside of her perspective um, that, that the world is like totally slowed down. That is the first scene, right?
0: That is, yes.
1: So that's a, that's a great example of it, and it's an easy place to go.
0: Yeah, so like, you know, you can get, you can read that for free. You don't have, if you haven't read That's right, yeah, yeah, you, you download you the want, sample, yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and you have no idea who I am and you just want to kind of get an idea of what we're talking about, you can just download the sample and read the, the opening chapter and you'll understand what we're talking about. Great point. So one, one thing I think that's really different from when you swap genres genres like that, is you get really familiar with a particular genre, you kind of know what's expected. So when you're in a position, I would think, where you, you're trying to put together a story and get an editor to say, yeah, okay, I want that, um, you kind of know what they're looking for because you know the genre. But when you ju- jump genres like that, especially if you're not familiar with reading a lot of the material, which I don't read, I can count on one hand how many YA books I've read. And like I said, I didn't set out to write a YA novel. It just happened to have younger protagonists. I'm really nervous going into this because I have no idea what young adult editors are looking for. I just wanted to write a story that that spoke to me and worked for me, and it happens to be slotted in this genre. So that can be difficult, I think, when you're really familiar with one genre but not familiar with any others, then... Um, it's hard to it's hard to gauge the audience, hard to gauge the market and know is this something that um, that publishers are even looking to publish? I, I'm gonna go with my a- agent. She says that she's got a really good feeling about it. She's loved the story from the beginning. she's she said she's never seen anything like it. and um, but it's still we've still had trouble finding a home for it because I think sometimes you can be too different from what an editor. Is looking for. And so different is good, but being too different is not good. And I don't know where we stand on that continuum.
1: And while you were writing this, you've also been, we've talked about this before um, on the show about Focus, how you you take projects and work on them for a little while, and then you move over to something else. But but when you're working on two completely different genres like that, is it hard for you to get back into the YA story and, and Go back to it.
0: Well, I, I think the answer is yes because that's probably why the first first iteration of it sucked. I mean, it didn't suck, but it wasn't good enough, um, and that was because I, that's exactly what I was doing. I was writing it on the side. So um, when you're when you're writing a, a book under contract, there are, are gaps. Like when you send it off to your editor for. Um, for her to look at, it might be several weeks before she gets back to you. So in those several weeks, unless you're doing first-pass pages or something on another book that's going through the production process, you have a lull. And so I was writing this first book, I mean, the first version of this book in the lulls. So it got written piecemeal over a very long stretch of time. And and then finally, when I was done writing it, I went back and I just kind of cleaned it up a little bit. And, you know, I didn't give it the full... Just full out focus that any of my other books had gotten. And I think it really showed. So moving forward, I mean, I know it is possible to work on more than one project at a time. I did that with um, when I was writing The Vessel, but it was still both Monroe books. Mm -hmm. So um, I think moving forward, if this ever happens again, I'm I'm not going to do that because in the end it became a waste of time, not a saving of time.
1: And when you went through the the rewrite, we'll call it, the the final rewrite, was that a concentrated, focused effort over a – fairly short burst of time?
0: God, no, it was torture. I mean, it was focused effort for sure, but it wasn't short. I mean, any I've done rewrites before on all of my other books. I mean, I've even had to excise 40,000 words out of one of them. And I did that mostly on my own, just day after day focused on it. And it never took me more than a month to do a really good rewrite on any of my books. This thing took me four months to do. I mean, it was just Torture—it was excruciating. Not the actual work, but how long it was taking me. Because I got other—I got other stuff to do. You know, <laughs> this is—I want to get back to to my priorities and stuff. And this is like this side project that's just eating my time away. And I, I couldn't understand how it could possibly take me that long to do it. But I—it was that big of a rewrite to to turn it into something that I actually was proud of and that I felt that I had given my best to.
1: And one of the things when you're completely focused on something like that, a task like that, is you don't have time to come up with really great calls to action. So I'm going to come up with (laughs) this week's call to action. You mentioned uh, Hack the Craft, something that you have been working on for a while that May eventually get off the ground. Who who knows? Because you have so many different projects going. But for people that are interested in that, there actually is a website where they can go and get a little bit more information and sign up to get on an email list so that when something happens, they can be alerted. So if they're interested in in learning the kinds of writing tips that we've been talking about today, um, they should go to – is it hackthecraft.com?
0: com Yes.
1: And uh, read through the information. It's just, a, I think it's a single it's page. It's a single and...
0: page. And I put it there because I know that, you know, people want to know what I'm up to. I can't promise that I'm ever going to get it done. I really, really want to get it done. But it's like, there's a huge learning curve for me. It means having to get video and audio and all that type of stuff, which I'm just, it's just, if you sign up for it, I'm not making any promises, but just know that my heart is in the right place, and I really, really, really want to do it.
1: And if nothing else, you'll be on another of Taylor's email lists. But yeah, I don't but think she's ever sent out an email nope, <laughs> from this list. <laughs>
0: as soon as I have the first module up and running, I will be sending out an email to everybody who's on that list so that they can test it out, you know, get a feel for what's, you know, I'll, I'll take feedback and, you know, people who are on that list are going to be those who want to be part of the process will be included in the process. Other people don't want to be part of the process and that's totally fine. The the little sign up form gives you the option to pick what it is that you're interested in. And if you just only want to know about it when it's done, then that's all you'll hear from me on.
1: Okay. So that's hack the, hack the craft, Com. So that's right. it for this week. We will be back again next week. Thanks
0: for listening. Thanks so much, guys.